Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the sexiest podcast. I am your co-host, Ari McGillivray, with a Kim Belair. Hey. <laughs> oh, goodness. It takes and, so uh, little today. Yep. You're just in a great mood. You know, I'm always happy. It's a horrible, rainy, ice storm Monday. Oh, yeah. It's, it's pretty bad here in Montreal, folks. Yeah, not to linger on the weather, but it is real bad. Yeah. I had to kick the garbage can this morning because it had frozen shut. Oh, yeah. With, like, a thick sheet of ice. I couldn't just open it. I had to punch the ice free to put away the garbage. I just didn't know what to do today because I was trying to go down, like, my front steps and had to, like, cling to the railing. And yes. then I thought, like, what, what am I doing? Like, <laughs> none of this is worth it. No, it's just one of those one of those horrible days in Montreal. Yeah, so the, I like that we've opened with the weather now, the sexiest of topics. Hey, weather can be sexy. Uh, sexiest weather. Light snow typhoon. when you're... It's definitely not. People die, Ari. Uh, well, you have to get rid of that. You just have to go on the actual like location, what the weather is doing. Softly falling snow while you're indoors with okay. your lover. All right, fine. Fine. Kim. A rainstorm. Oh my god, I've got some good rainstorm memories. <laughs> okay. Moving on from what is obviously a very good subject for Kim. Wouldn't it be very funny if we actually got sexiest weather? You know what? That's not on the list. Oh, good. So, okay. so we're not going to get it. Okay. Um, so this is the second episode that we have recorded under the new format. So just to catch everyone up on what is different, we are no longer going to have a guest every week. Uh, We're still going to have guests, but generally the podcast is going to be run by Kim and myself, uh, currently sitting in my dining room. Yeah, something has just come to life. I'm not sure if you guys can hear it. It's my fridge and they definitely can't. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) Okay, well, sorry you're missing out, everyone. (laughs) Um, we may get to hear Kitten of an occasion, if she's kind of loud. Uh, she's currently drinking her water, her favorite thing in the world. (sighs) Moving on with the format. Um, so Kim and I, and normally when we recorded the Sexiest Podcast, we would have our top three ready to go beforehand. So we would be able to look up the subject, um, get some fun facts and really put notes into it. No longer, ladies and gentlemen. We are now going in blind. For better or for worse. For better or for worse. So we have a big Google Doc with all of the sexiest themes or categories. And if you have any that you would like us to add to the big list, please do not hesitate to reach out to us on Twitter at SexiestPod. Or if you don't have Twitter or don't like Twitter, you can send us an email at SexiestPod at gmail.com. And we will add your suggestions to the big list of topics. Sorry, the big list of sexiest topics? The sexiest big list of topics? The big list of sexy topics. Okay, the big list of sexy topics. And once we have the list, each topic is numbered. We use a random number generator. Pick that number, and we go. We are allowed one veto. So if we get the topic, and Kim or I don't like it, One of us is allowed to make a veto. We re-roll, but we are forced to go with the second topic. I was just thinking, so I've been quiet thinking about this because I just want to say it. Um, If you write in with an example, we'll uh, put you on Blast. 
That's that's the big list of sexy topics. That's what <laughs> the acronym would be. Oh my god, that took a second to hit, but when it did, oh, I'm glad that you. I'm glad that you see it. Put you on blast. Put you on blast. Thanks, Kim. I really hope we get to put some people on blast this week. Oh, I think we will. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, let's just get into it. Perfect. I'm going to pull up the random number generator right now. And here we go. Oops, I have the wrong number. No, I have the right number. Don't be weird, Ari. 17. 17. Oh, 17. What 17 have you got for us? was when I went on my first date, I believe. My first real date. Like, that wasn't like, oh, it's going to be some of our friends like acting as though we're on a date at the pizza pizza. No. Oh, yeah. My first like pizza. actual date. Like I think my first kiss was when I was 17. Okay. Well, um, mine was in my mid twenties. Uh, so for all you comic book fans out there, Ooh. 17 is sexiest X-Men. Really? Yeah. God. Okay. Here's the problem that I have with this new system is that my knowledge of the X-Men is very poor, except for the core group. I think that's fine. Like, you know, like, I know that the, the X-Men, yeah. that the ones who are big enough to be translated into film or to have had their own books or storylines at certain different points, but I definitely don't have an awareness of, like, the fringe, like, the ones who are licensed to use on Legion. Yeah. We're not pulling anyone from Legion. They're not sexy and you know it. I don't know. I haven't watched Legion. I hear that Aubrey Plaza looks very good. Yeah, Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, who does she play? I'm pretty sure she's one of the multiple... Because um, Legion has multiple personality disorder. So I think she's just one of the multiple personalities. Is she? I don't know. Kim and Ari try and figure out what yeah, the show Legion's about. Yeah, we haven't watched Legion. I hear it's excellent. I'm just saying, once you, once you know the core X-Men, I think that's all you need. Okay. In that case... So I think that here's, here's what I am going to go for in my sexiest criteria... Yes. Because the X-Men obviously are people, so we could just go with, are they hot? But I don't want to just do that. It is going to factor in. It will factor in. But it has to factor in. It's tough not to. But here's the thing. Powers have to be sexy, too. Like, I'm going to need those superpowers to be very fucking cool. Yeah, it's hard not to just go like, oh, Hugh Jackman is attractive. Yeah. Therefore, Wolverine. See, it's funny because comic book Wolverine, not attractive. No, and really small. He's just a short, hairy Canadian boy. Is Puck? No, Puck's not an X-Men. He's a Canadian. Puck is Alpha Flight, but he was an X-Men. Puck then. <laughs> okay, no, no and Puck. his little round outfit. He's no. so cute. <laughs> <laughs> we're, not being, we're not putting Puck on the list. It's amazing that he was literally like, they backed into his superhero power by going probably, I, I have to assume they went, what's the most Canadian thing? Yeah. A hockey puck. Well, what would that look like as a hero? Mm, a hockey puck. What would his name be? Puck. puck. It is really good. I really enjoy that aspect of superheroes, that sometimes you have something that's very interesting and intricate, and then you just have Puck. So, just quick question about Puck, if you know it. What was his power? Being hard? Uh, kind of. He, um, he was very durable. <laughs> like a puck. Like a puck. So he could, like, be thrown into people like a wrecking ball. See, that's hard for me because, like, so could... First of all, so could anyone. Yeah. If you do throw Wolverine into someone, it's probably... Like, he's tough. He's, yeah. he's durable. He is. Well, Wolverine was also a member of Alpha Flight. 
I love the idea of Puck already. I don't know any. I, I, I wish I knew more about him. Well, uh, <laughs> he had like a mustache. He he did. He had yeah. facial hair, right? His outfit. Her. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up a picture of Puck for Cam, but his outfit was just like a black onesie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just a little Puck. He was. <laughs> he was. He was just a little cutie. A little boy Puck. Okay. Uh, classic Canadian superhero Puck. Well, I think I know already who I'm gonna go with. Can you take us through it? <laughs> Sorry, I forgot his hip had a big P on it for Puck. Yeah, in case you were wondering what... It's actually like a little leotard. Yeah, like a wrestler, but it also has a cap. Yeah. I Bless Puck. Okay, we're going to put a picture of Puck up on the Twitter. Yeah. Oh no, there are actually two Pucks. <laughs> the father and the daughter. There's so a lady his, Puck? His daughter was also Puck. <laughs> <laughs> she Puck. <laughs> Lady Puck. Okay, so right now we're just going to take what we know about the X-Men. His name is it. Eugene Judd. That sounds like a Puck name. Yeah. Uh, Puck. All right. Okay, I'm, I'm not going to allow you to look too much into this Wikipedia thing because if our rule is off the top of our heads, I don't want you to get all of this crucial Puck info and change your mind. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, everyone. I didn't... Uh, I shouldn't be looking at Puck. No. Um... Okay, so... Do you want to go, like, back and forth? Like, you name one, I'll name one, and then we'll kind of get our list from there? Yeah, for sure. And uh, for those who don't know a lot of X-Men, let's just kind of get into detail about why they're cool and sexy. Yeah, for sure. So you want to go first? Yeah. Can I guess who you're about to say? Yeah. It's Storm. Oh, no. Whoa! 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 I mean, Storm can make my list. Yeah. But I was going to go Nightcrawler. You know, I should have seen this coming. Kim, go on. Well, I'm glad you said that because you should have seen it coming. Alan coming. Oh, Jesus. Um, in that iconic scene from X-Men 2. That was a good scene. In the scene. White House. That's a spectacular scene and one of the sexiest. Because it's... The teleportation could just be cool. Yeah. But the way that they did it with all like the swirling and the curls, like to very much emulate the comic book. Yeah. Is so cool looking and so dynamic and sexy and interesting he he just is like he's a cool dude and he's kind of got like a very sinister look mm-hmm. and like a full-on tail with like a little devil point on it are you able to give us a little backstory on nightcrawler um okay as far as i'm aware yeah catholic circus performer yeah sometimes but apparently not always the child of mystique yeah um certainly not in the films no um, who and joins the X Men, and oh, he's German. German, sweet German that. accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which some authors choose to write in, mm-hmm. um, and has had some pretty bad costumes over the years. He's had some terrible costumes. So Nightcrawler looks like the devil. Yeah, and what doesn't help is his teleportation. And I mean, I guess no one really fully knows what teleportation is, but his specifically leaves a sulfurous yeah. smoke cloud as though he's literally teleporting to hell and back. So he has a, a really interesting kind of character look because he looks like a devil, but he is strongly German Catholic. Yeah, he's super into that. Yeah, he's always talking about God. Which is kind of an interesting trait and honestly not super sexy for me. But a man with faith. I don't think so. I find faith sexy. Really? Not like a, necessarily a faith in a religion, but someone with a faith, like the ability to go like, I trust in this. 
I, I, it's tough. I think that there's, I mean, I get dedication and belief, but I find it hard to just like, to go along with that religious aspect that might cast some doubt on the things that I mm-hmm. believe or do. And I mean, that's not to say that like, I don't believe in any, in anything, or I don't believe that people should be religious. Like religious freedom is super important. Yeah. But I do find that, like, for me personally, I think it would be a difficult thing to manage in a relationship. I don't think I could date someone who is super religious. Like Nightcrawler. Um, oh, Nightcrawler. But I think that, like, that power is very cool. And what I do appreciate about him and the religious aspect that I like, and maybe this is what you're referring to, is that his faith keeps him centered mm-hmm. and it keeps him to a code that he believes in and it ensures that you know with the exception of storylines that play with this it ensures that he is doing what he believes is right and he's always going to be fighting for that over, yeah he's got over a very yeah. he's got a very strong moral center and his uh, faith and belief really make him a hopeful character yeah which is very interesting because of course he has a, a really kind of crummy backstory Crummy, not in that it was poorly conceived, but that it was very difficult. times. Like, he had a very difficult life. And I'm just curious, like, what's the sexiest part for you? Is it the tail? No, that helps, though. Because you know he's very well balanced. (laughs) If there's one thing we look for in partners. It's a, yeah, I like a balanced man. Like Puck. (laughs) Puck's center of gravity is extremely attractive to me. That's it. Uh, Yeah, I think that he's like... As far as the power is concerned, I mean, one, he's, he's very striking. Mm-hmm. He's blue. He's got great hair in many incarnations. It's true. Um, what I'm not so into is the fact that he's got, I think, three fingers. Yep. Don't like and that. That's very weird. Yeah. But hey, you know what? Who am I to judge? That's it. Um, but I do think that like there's something so cool about his teleportation. And it was honestly like, first of all, Bamf is the sound. It's true. And that's how you know he's a Bamf. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. So that's kind of sexy, right? Yeah. Next, I think that, and I don't know if the movie, oh no, I think the movie does play with this at one point. He has to know exactly where he's going. Yes. In order to teleport there so that he does not, oh yeah, the movie did use this. Yeah. So that he does not teleport himself into a wall. Yeah, which is the worst case scenario. Yeah, which is terrifying. But I think that that gives him an, a necessary awareness of himself and of the environment. And I think that like precision is very sexy. Yeah. And the fact that because he's not particularly strong, mm-hmm. but in order to win in a fight, he has to be so tactical. Yeah. And I think that's attractive. Like, Logan, he's going to win a fight by just being the strongest guy with the hardest bones. He can just get punched again and again and again. Yeah, and, like, heal from that. Whereas Nightcrawler is always, he's the rogue class. Yeah. And I think that's sexy. Okay. I like it. Yeah, tactical stuff. When I was young, and this is not going to go on my list, when I was younger, I used to think Cyclops was great because he followed all the rules. Oh, my God. That's what I found attractive when I was young. That's the nerdiest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, he was like the leader, and he was following all the rules. It's funny because I would nominate Cyclops for the least sexy X-Men. Agree. Oh, in my adult life, I'm like, no way. Yeah, what a, what a huge nerd. Yeah. Um, so my first X-Men that I'd like to nominate is Rogue. 
I like that. Uh, so obviously not Anna Paquin. <laughs> no, Anna Paquin's Sorry. Rogue is not my favorite. Sorry. No, what I'm saying is that you're you're on a show called The Sexiest Podcast, and we were talking about Rogue. Yeah. And you said, obviously not Anna Paquin. Yes. As though everyone's supposed to go like, well, obviously, yeesh. <laughs> she was a kid. I think she may have been an adult I by that point. I just was not into her portrayal of Rogue. <laughs> just, don't get me wrong. I like Anna Paquin. It was purely the use of obviously. <laughs> I was just figuring everyone's unless it changes me. <laughs> All right. Hey. So I would definitely list Rogue from the 90s X-Men cartoon on my sexual awakenings. Is it the accent and the booty? The accent, the booty, the cleavage, the red hair. Like, I found my list, after you explained the concept of sexual awakenings list to me, I made a list of, like, all the cartoon characters or all the fictional characters or all the whatever that I really yeah. had crushes on, and they were all redheads. Okay. So I guess as a kid I had a type. But Rogue was definitely up there. I mean, Rogue had the sexiest costume, I think, with the little jacket and yes. the tight, like, thing, catsuit. So she had... The best Southern accent. Yes. Just so good. And she was this incredibly good-looking woman who, because of her powers, couldn't touch another human. So if she touched someone skin on skin, she would leech their life force. Now, is that true for any human being? Yes. Or is it a mutant power thing? Well, no. Like, she kissed her high school boyfriend and put him in a coma. Okay. Like, that that was a thing. I mean, same, but... <laughs> 17 was a big year. Yeah, kiss so good. <laughs> um, yeah, so she's this incredibly voluptuous woman who ostensibly is still a virgin because she can't... Like, if she touches someone, she risks killing them. I mean... And not that... I, I was going to say, I think maybe not because... We have protection. We do, but it, like at any point, yeah. If she gets too excited and kisses someone, they're done. Dental dam. <laughs> mm, That's sexy. actually what dental dams are for. Kissing, <laughs> just kissing, just kissing. Um, but I like I really like that that she had this very obvious sexuality and she oozed sexuality and especially in the cartoon. You know, Gambit was all about it, and she was too, but she'd be like, ooh, we can't do this. Now, who did she hook up with in the movie when she lost her powers in X-Men 3? Iceman? Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait. Here's my question. Okay. Iceman became ice. Yeah. Could he have sex with her then? Because that's not skin anymore. That's That's a great question, Kim. Yeah. Same with Colossus. But would she want that? Very cold. Yeah. Again, I'm not... Maybe, though. That's... Because I think that every superhero who can become another substance, like Colossus can become metal, I think they could, in theory, have sex. Because it's skin-on-skin contact. Yeah, you're right. And so she would not be able to leech their powers. Yeah. So obviously it narrows the dating pool. It does. But it narrows it a surprisingly small amount considering the amount the of mutants in that universe. Yeah. Cause at a certain point they're just like, I don't know. What if this guy's made of wood, you know, <laughs> <laughs> what if he's just a talking jacket? Yeah. Let's just do that. And then rogues like, all right, well, okay. Plus talking one. jacket, come over here. Yeah. Cause like they must've solved this in the comics. Cause there's no way that all these writers didn't immediately find a way around. Yeah. 
I remember that Mystique in the cartoon tricked Gambit because she um, Mystique's power is to take on the appearance of another person. So she appeared as Rogue and told Gambit, like, hey, don't worry, we can kiss now. And he's like, uh, I don't think we can. And she's like, no, 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 and kisses him. And he's like, whoa. Oh, no. And then Mystique kind of leaves. Yeah. And so he sees Rogue and he's like, oh, share. And goes in for a kiss. <laughs> and Rogue is like, what are you doing? You're dying, you idiot. Ugh, I feel like Rogue's powers, how does she even live? Well, that's kind of the question. Because, like, also, just gloves, eh? Yeah, she just, she always wears gloves, which adds to the sexy aesthetic. Can you- so Rogue looks good. Great accent. And the powers that she um, has are flight and super strength, which she wasn't born with. She actually siphoned those from Miss Marvel by touching her too long. Well, I was just say, she can siphon other people's powers by yeah. doing that, right? So with Rogue, is she, can she touch cats? Because if their nose touches her, then they're screwed. Kim, that's a great question. I don't think she can touch a dog because a dog definitely is going to like lick her or something. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the problem I have with all of this. (laughs) Like, yeah, sure. Rogue's sexy, but she's like a sexy object in this universe where everyone must treat her. Delicately. So like, like an object. I feel bad. Like that's the thing. Like I also just... I'm so skeptical of all of these people and the the characters they're creating. Like, what are you trying to do here? (laughs) You know, like, what kind of weird... Like, does she... What does she want? Does she want to have love? Yes. Okay, that sucks for her. I just think there's ways around it. It's not very sad. You were very... I thought there were ways around it with condoms and female condoms and dental dams. Well, now we're getting to, you know, what is skin on skin? How can we get around this? They have to wear those, like, latex suits. I'm picturing Lady Gaga in Bad Romance. That's what I mean. That's exactly what she has to have, except full on the mouth, too. Oh, I yes. just, I think we could make it work. I don't think you can make it work. Mm, could make it work. It's too risky. That's <laughs> the problem, because you think to yourself, okay, like, if you wear a full latex suit and then just have, like, a female condom on or something that has, like, yeah. a, a wider base... But the second it slips even a little bit, listen, it's all ruined. It's all ruined. I'm just saying, it might be worth it. Oh, I don't know. Well, no, because that's the other thing, is that it might be worth it to try, but she's never had sex before. She doesn't know the first thing about touching another person. We may have to Google this later, see if anyone's dealt with this. She might have to Google this later to learn how to do it. (laughs) Oh... I don't know. I mean, again, she's very sexy. But, like, I always worry about, like, the Joss Whedon trope of that, like, untouchable girl or the girl with all the powers, but she's also just, like, a virgin. I don't know. I don't know. I feel weird about it. Like, again, <laughs> she's very sexy. But Joss Whedoning of female characters. No, but you know what I mean? Where it's like that, like, I'm a broken doll. You don't want her to be, like, the, um, oh, what's it called when you make a woman infantile? Oh, the sexy baby or whatever it is? Yeah, yeah, like, not the sexy baby just, but, like, kind of like that character that is, like, I'm so powerful, but also I have no human experience and I can't be touched. And and the thing that I crave the most is love and sex from these men, (laughs) but I can't have it. Anyway, Rogue is sexy. She's on the list. Like, don't worry about it. Um, Kim, hit us up with another X-Men. 
Um, I think I'm, I'm really debating right now. I think Storm has to be there, but I've already talked about her on a previous podcast. Have you? I think I, I have, yeah. Uh, just TLDRS for Storm. Um, well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm trying to decide, like, do I even include Storm? Okay. I, th- I can't remember which podcast it was. Well, she's definitely an X-Men. Yeah, she's definitely an X-Men. She's definitely she's incredibly... a leader of the X-Men. Yeah, she's a leader of the X-Men. Her power is the weather. Yeah. Which I always find interesting. And we also discussed at the beginning of this podcast how sexy the weather is. It's true. So that's the thing, I guess. We have to <laughs> include... Um, I was always a bit uncomfortable with her and Black Panther being the item. Yeah. And I think I've talked about this is that I feel in a lot of ways it was this idea of like, here are the two most prominent black characters. Let's Surely just... they would be together. Yeah. And that's how I felt about it. And I'm sure it's been done better and I haven't, you know, I'm not well read enough yeah. in that stuff. But Storm, I have like a Storm from the punk years I statue in my house. Storm. Like a, that's a, statue. a good Storm. Yeah. And that's like, she's so sexy in that. Um, just that white hair is so sexy Yeah, and her ability to, one, she can fly as well. Yeah. Flight and like the imagery of her as this, cause they worshiped her as a goddess mm-hmm. and the imagery of her, of course, like literally in a storm yep. in her element, so free and powerful and beautiful that's a, that's incredibly sexy. Not to mention she is routinely called like the smartest and wisest of the X-Men. Yep. A tactical genius. Like she knows how to guide a team. She's also have an, has enough like emotional intelligence to know how to raise them. She yeah. was so Unlike underserved. Cyclops. Yeah, exactly. Like she's been underserved in every movie. Yeah, she has not been treated with any respect in the films. Yeah. And I think that's a crime and is honestly the only reason that I'm not, I'm considering maybe not putting her on. Okay. Do but you I, like, have a, another X-Men that you'd like to put on? You know what? No, I'm going to put Storm on. I'm okay. going to keep her. My other one, my backup was Mystique. Okay. But I'll, I'll keep her. Um, can I go? Yeah. Beast. Really? Yeah. First, I mean, you have me at Kelsey Grammer voiced him. <laughs> um, he is... So smart. And so kind. He's smart. He's kind. He's soft-spoken. He is... Frasier. He's Frasier. He's fully Frasier, but even... He's like Frasier without the neuroses. Yep. Like, again, Hmm. I'm thinking... (laughs) (laughs) Frasier without the neuroses. Hold on. (laughs) Now we're getting somewhere. Uh, He's tall. Mm -hmm. He is covered in blue fur. Yeah. Which is... It seems so soft. Oh, so, oh, he'd be so good to snuggle. He would be such a good hugger. Oh, my God. And I always really kind of dug, so uh, for whatever reason, his toes are extremely powerful. His toes? So, yeah. So there's always scenes where he's hanging upside down from like a pipe or something with his reading glasses, reading a book. That's true. I guess I assumed he was hanging from like his knee, like folding over like a, a pull-up bar no. or something. It's his toes? It's always his toes. They're gripping. <laughs> What's that power that he has? I don't know, but he's got like he can jump super high and far. Yeah, he's extremely strong, and he is the smartest X Men, like book smart. Yeah, he's the smartest book smart X Men, and just a total sweetheart. He's Fraser without, without the, the neuroses. neuroses and a strong, strong body. Yeah, sold. Okay, you do not like. I had forgotten about that, <laughs> and I remember. Um, thinking 
when they added Jason Statham to the Fast and Furious franchise, mm-hmm. I thought this was the only way. Like, if yeah. you had asked me who needs to be added to this franchise, I probably would have said Donnie Yen, but then he showed up in Triple X. It's true. So we got him in the end. You know what I mean? So we ended up getting him, and I hadn't thought of him until after Jason Statham. Yeah. But I feel as though that is equaled by who do we get for Beast? Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. Like, it's such a good voice. Yeah, someone nailed it that day. And I had forgotten until just now that that happened. And even as I speak about it, I'm not 100% sure it did happen. Because <laughs> it's so beautiful. It did, though. It yes. was Kelsey Grammer was Kelsey as Grammer. Beast. Yeah. We don't talk about that enough. We should. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. Sold. Yeah, I feel like I need to remind Eric Pope about that. He's a big Kelsey Grammer Yeah, Frazier former fan. guest Eric Pope, um, at Mr. Pope on Twitter. Yeah. Tweet him about Kelsey Grammer as Beast. If you have a spare second. Just uh, remind him that that's a thing that happened. I completely forgot it was a thing that happened. Well, there you go. I'm glad I brought it back. Yeah. Don't worry. That is done. Yeah, his little glasses and his books. Yes. Aw, beast. Yeah. And his hair was very cool. Like, it was stylized out. Yeah. He could have, like, a little hair. A little hairstyle in addition to all the body fur. Yeah. What was his deal? Has Kelsey Grammer figured out his hair yet? Uh, there he, was never a time in his history where he didn't have it figured out because I, I think if you watch Cheers or Frasier, it's exactly what it's supposed to but be. But like, is he is he still rocking that? I could I can in only this, imagine the year of our Lord twenty eighteen. <laughs> I can only imagine. Okay, I don't. I haven't. It's, it's true. Like since since Frasier, I have no idea besides I guess X Men. Yeah, what Kelsey has been up to. But I feel like I found out he was a Republican. Oh, no. And then I decided not to think about that ever Ever again. again. Yeah. Yeah, good call. Um, Do you have another X-Men for us, Kim? I kind of want to go with Ian McKellen's Magneto. (sighs) Okay, go for it. No? No, go for it. He's just so cool. Okay. Like, I feel like Magneto is a power that, (laughs) the name's bad. The name, like, the name we all accept because it is. Magneto, the master of magnetism? Yeah, like, we all go, like, that's fine because it's what we're used to. Yeah. But if you ever, if he didn't exist and I was tasked with adding a character to the next iteration of the Marvel Universe, and I said, how about a guy who controls metal and his name is Magneto? They'd be like, hmm. No. We're back in puck territory. Yeah. I think that's... You know what? That's actually a problem, I think. I think we've become too um, hipster or too, like, unenthusiastic about the way that we name things. Mm-hmm. We try to go, like, it has to be realistic. We have to find a way to make sure... Like, no, this guy's name is Magneto. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, I don't think... I don't know if he can actually fly or levitate, but the fact that the magnets... and the, yes. Sorry, that metal exists everywhere around him yes. allows him to do that. Yep. I think that's very cool. He's got a very sexy helmet. Yep. And... A helmet whose sole purpose is yeah. to block out Charles Xavier's psychic thoughts. <laughs> so, first of all, that's amazing. It is. Like, he has... He just wears a hat. Yep. For his one old friend who he doesn't want to hear from. Yeah. That's like, he actually has created a real life 
block filter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, not just unfollow. Yeah. He's already unfollowed. Yeah. Block. It's a full block. Yeah. And he uses it just to ghost. <laughs> to ghost his, his ex. Bud. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> That's really good. So there's that, which is like, he knows what he doesn't want in his life. Yeah. He knows how to set very strong boundaries, which is yeah. important in a relationship. And he wears a over-the-shoulder side cape. Um, in does, some, yeah. at least in the movies and yeah. in some drawings of him. Um, otherwise, he just has a cool cape. And I think that what I like about Magneto, it, and what I find sexy about him, is that you don't think about how many things are metal. Yes. Until Magneto shows up, and I think that's a quiet power. Yeah. And that if you are not really thinking on it and he comes up and he's like, hey, here's my thing. Here's what, the thing that I can do. Yeah. You kind of go like, oh, okay, cool. I guess you can find loose change at the beach. <laughs> but then he can like... Classic power. Go into a mountain yeah. and extract the ore and destroy everything or lift up an entire highway of cars. pull the uh, iron out of your blood. Yes. Uh, I th- in the film, he can drive, like, a coin into your skull. Yeah. That stuff. is very interesting because if you are a superhero who, like, you touch something, you get something, you've got claws that retract, you've got whatever, like, you know how that power works. But to be born with the ability to control metal, you have to work at it. Like, yes. He had to figure out how the Earth's magnetic field worked in order to fly. Yeah, and he had to think about that. Yeah. And had to think, like, it's, it's the same thing as Nightcrawler and why I find that sexy, right? It's that power that you have to be tactical in your approach. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, he's just some guy. Yep. Except he can do this incredible thing. Um, I think also just, like... His power, and it's unnecessary, I know this, but what I like and what I find sexy about his power, and they did this in the film, is it's one of those ones where you have to wave your arms around. Yep. Yep. (laughs) You know, like, when you're Storm, you don't have to be like, oh, I'm going to wave my hand at the sky and make a thing happen. Yeah, she can just think it. She just makes it happen. Yeah. Same with Nightcrawler. He's not going like, he's not pointing to the location he's about to be at. They actually had to give Charles Xavier a move. To show that he was using his power. Yeah. And it's him touching his forehead, which he definitely doesn't have to do. No. That was just comic shorthand for, like, he's doing a thing now. (laughs) I I really like it, though. (laughs) Um, Okay, Magneto. And I think, like, Magneto, like, he's he's had a rough past. Actually, can I bring that up? And I, well, yes, you absolutely can. So, Magneto's past made a ton of sense for when he was created. Unfortunately, yes. Not only because of the circumstances, so his past was that he was a Holocaust survivor. He lost his entire family in the Holocaust. He survived. Um, Which gave him the very reasonable uh, view on mankind that uh, people are fucking terrible. Yeah. And that's why he was always at odds with the X-Men, because he's like, you guys have these powers... To do anything, you could be gods. And humans suck. Why are you not taking advantage of that? So that makes perfect sense. Um, I mean, for any time period, honestly. But chronologically, it made sense. 
in the yeah. 60s because he could be an old man Holocaust survivor. It is now almost 2020. There is no way. Yeah. And I wonder if there is going to come a point where Marvel has to address that his backstory, while makes perfect sense for the character, no longer makes sense with how old he is. His kids are Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. They're in the Avengers. They're in the Avengers and they're adults. They're adults. But they're young adults. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it, that's there is going to have to come a point where his backstory has to change or we retire Magneto. <sighs> and it's hard to retire the OG villain. He's so They're going to have to change it. Yeah. And that's something I've always thought about. Like, there's so many superheroes that have, like, are rooted in yeah. World War II, especially. Yes. Right? Because it was such a big thing. And, you know, you get around it with Captain America. Yeah, you know, frozen. you literally just go freeze, yeah, and then bring him back. But you can't do that. So, you no, know, someone like Magneto, it's interesting because casting someone like Ian McKellen is like the last opportunity you have to do it, and setting the movie whenever you, you know, yeah. And so then all the other X Men movies have been in the past, yeah, so that they could cast um, Fastbender. Fastbender. But the second we go back into the future, who's going to play Magneto? <laughs> Wait a second. What if you just explained it? What do you mean? You said, what if they go in the future? And what if that's the thing? Oh, is that okay. you take Magneto from the 70s or 80s? Yeah. You just trans, like, through whatever way it's that true. you want to play with time, yeah. he's here in the in Forge, 2018. I believe, builds a time machine. There you go. Done. Yeah. There's your, there's your Magneto. Oh, speaking of Forge. Call Marvel. Yeah. Or call Fox. Call Fox. Yeah. Call Fox and tell them to give the rights back to Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. I've also got a great idea for Maggie, though. Um, speaking of Forge, reminded me of another character that I would like to okay. uh, bring up. Maybe a little less well-known, but very cool nonetheless, Bishop. Oh, wow, Bishop. Do you remember Bishop? I do remember Bishop. So Bishop's it's ability... Just Bishop with Cable. Is there a reason for that? Same, they're both from the future. Okay. Cable's backstory is very odd. We're not going to do a Cable today. Okay, so Bishop... Um, his mutant ability is he can take energy uh, used against him, be it kinetic energy, like someone punching him, be it a laser, be it a bullet, and he can redirect that energy back as a bolt. So, like, if you punch him in the face, he can just raise his hand and shoot purple lightning at you. That's pretty cool. It's very cool. That's a cool power. He's from the future. If memory serves, he's got one eye and one cool cybernetic eye. That was such a big deal in like the 90s. Right? <laughs> and he is just like this beefy dude. So question though. Yes. This is the sexiest podcast. Does it work for pleasure? <laughs> if you give him, question, like, if you give him five units That's of a good pleasure, question. does he give you like... Does he multiply that and send it back to you as a bolt of purple energy? Yeah, girl, mm, get it. Give me that bolt. <laughs> Boy, give yeah. me that bolt. Going after that B. That's it. B is bolt. Or bishop. Give me that B. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So yeah, bishop's on my list, man. That's pretty good. And I think that that's as deep a cut as I'm willing to make. It was not on my list. Archangel. You know what? No. I know. I was... Thinking about Angel mm-hmm. slash Archangel, one, the whitest name in the world, Warren Worthington the <laughs> Third. Yeah. Um, 
And I liked that he was just a playboy with wings. He just made his own things. White wings. Or did you know he had wings? He was born with white dove's wings. He legitimately looked like an angel. Mm. And in the comics, he hides them by folding them, putting two belts around them, and putting his suit jacket on. Because he's a sexy playboy. I forgot about that. But also, I find that unrealistic. Because if you're a sexy playboy, there's no way you're hiding your sweet wings. And again, this is another thing where he appeared in one of the X-Men movies. Oh, yeah. He was like Ben Foster or something, right? Yes. And he's just like this sado. And it was a stand-in for being gay. And like... Yeah. No. I wanted my Warren Worthington III playboy macking on all the ladies. I have flipping wings. I have found it very irritating that and it's hard i enjoyed the x-men thing of you know the different viewpoints of xavier and magneto and like the kind of metaphors that they're able to do for oppression and everything but at the same time it's like not everything's sad well it's not everything's sad but also also it's like let's we also can deal with race and we also can deal with sexuality and we can also address these things. It doesn't all have to be a metaphor of being a mutant. Yeah. You know, like you can be a mutant and gay. Yeah. Well, exactly. You can be like a gay black mutant. Yeah. And that is going to be like intersectional, right? You're a woman and you're this like, and that's the thing that I find some lazy writers will go to Yeah, where they're like, Oh, we're going to tell a story about X group of people, but it's actually a metaphor for the gay community. Yeah. But at the same time, I recognize that, like, that being, you know, given the time when X-Men created, subver- it has to be subversive when it was subversive. created. Yeah, and I think that they should be taking more leaps and bounds now in order to keep up that spirit of, like, progressiveness. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be something that I'd really like to see from the X-Men. I believe that and they have done the it. X-Men comic had the first gay marriage in comics. It did. It did. Between there was someone who had noted a, Alpha Flight member. North Star or something? Yeah. Yeah, North Star and... I don't recall his partner. Sorry. Here's the thing that I want to say. Okay. I think Kid Hulk is gay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I don't want to say that's who he married. Oh, I think it might be. I think it might Kid be. Kid Hulk and... Yeah. Oh, sorry. This is a large aside. But I am a big fan of the CW DC shows. Yes. And my good friend Tone and I like to watch Legends of Tomorrow because it is such dumb fun. Like, sometimes you just want a TV show that isn't going to make you sad or think. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's just dumb fun. No, you don't want to watch Game of Thrones all the time. And um, it's a good repository show for the characters from the other CW shows where sometimes they have so much going on that they're like, well, we don't really need this character. Okay. And normally that person would be fired or written off the show. And now you have Legends of Tomorrow, which is a repository of actually, we really like this actor. Oh, we really man. like this character. It's like limbo. It's it like, is. we're just going to put you in here. So um, Kid Flash, Wally West, left the show The Flash. Oh, really? Yep. And he ended up on Legends of Tomorrow. And on The Flash, I'm like, this kid sucks. And on Legends of Tomorrow, because the tone of the show is different, he's just a ton of fun. Oh, that's great. And I just happened to be looking on Instagram, and I found the actor's Instagram. And it turns out he is, like, the sweetest, outest, proudest little gay boy. Really? Yes. And he's Australian, which I had no idea. I did not know he was not American. Yep. Great job, Wally West. Wally West. Yeah. 
And I was just so pleased to see that Kid Flash was played by this very cool gay Australian well, boy. Well, they do a lot mo- more or a lot better representation. In fact, they do any representation at all of uh, like on these shows mm-hmm. rather than the films. Yes. Well, on like, like on Legends of Tomorrow, currently on the cast, there are two canonically queer, three canonically queer characters. And that more. Sorry, four now. Go ahead. You, you can just anyway. name them. Uh, White Canary, okay. Constantine, Captain Cold. Constantine is on Legends of Tomorrow now? It's the repository, Wait, Kim. sorry. Is it the same guy? Yes. Oh. It's the same guy. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so Constantine, White Canary. White Canary, um, Captain Cold. All right, Captain Cold. Uh, his partner, the Ray, and White Canary's love interest on the show, but she's just the head of the, uh, time bureau. I've got some more questions, but that's not for this podcast. Okay. I just wanted to know, like, uh, I don't want to spoil anything because I have some questions about plot wise since I stopped watching. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> as far as uh, Mystique gets a pass, I think she's Mystique is sexuality, but like, honestly, she is purely sensual. I have never read a Mystique comic yeah. where she's been as sexy as Rebecca Romaine's famous. Agreed. Sorry, Rebecca Romaine. Yeah. Oop. She was still with Jerry O'Connell. I hope so. I don't know. Anyway, as Rebecca Romaine. Yeah. That's just aged me, by the way. I, we know exactly how old I am. <laughs> um, in the films. Yeah. Because the effect that they got with her little scales. Yes. Super gorgeous. Extra sexy. I don't know what it is, but Jennifer Lawrence's Mystique in full Mystique makeup looks insane it's not like it's not good they nailed something i think it's just that like rebecca Romain just his mystique to me yeah like she just she always will be yeah and she and magneto and they're kind of like flirtatious they're weird flirtatious relationship are they doing a thing yeah but i never got the sense that they were yeah but i they're always having fun but i always got the sense that no one will be as sexy as the other yeah to them yes regardless of whether sexuality is a factor regardless of whether gender is yeah. a factor to me, if you ask Magneto who the sexiest person in the world is, it's Mystique. And yeah. if you ask Mystique, it's Magneto. Yeah. Regardless of whether they're actually ever going to even kiss. Yeah, I would That's agree. just, like, they are, they find each other, like, so attractive. Yeah. And they find themselves so attractive in that person's company. And um, that is very sexy. And that's, like, a... I'm going to give an honorable mention because they're definitely not going to make it on the list. But I likes me some Colossus. Yeah. That is cool as heck. Colossus was in Deadpool. Yes. Yeah, he was. I loved him in that. He was very good. He was very fun. Very no-nonsense. Yeah, and just a sweet baby. Another just very sweet, big dude with yeah. a cool Russian accent. He just wants what's best, and yeah. Deadpool is not letting him live. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so do you think we can come to a top three on this? I think so. All right, who is going to make the sexiest podcast top three sexiest X-Men? I kind of want to put Beast at number three. I am so here for Beast and you yeah, know it. like, I'm kind of, like, for me... Okay, let's just say Beast is on the list. Yeah. Beast is on the list. Rogue, like, I I can't deny it, even though it's not my thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. So that's the thing. I can put her at number two. Okay. Um, and then number one, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about number one, and I think that I the, only, the only consensus you and I had was Beast. I can put him at number one. He might be number one, okay. Kim. Let's put Beast at number one. Okay. I want to put Rogue at number three. I'm Just okay because with I'm that. so off board. Yeah, I'm okay with that. But then number two. 
Okay, number two. Um, I would like to nominate either Magneto or... Got Magneto, we got Storm, we got Nightcrawler, we got Bishop, we've got... Bishop I just don't know enough about. That's fair. He is hot, don't yeah. get me wrong. But I don't know enough about his... St- I haven't like experienced enough Bishop media. That's was he fair. in any of the movies? Did he... I don't think he was. Show up? Okay. I mean, technically, he should have been in Days of Future Past. Yeah, that's my question. Like, did someone play him? But, I feel like I've um, seen a live-action Bishop, but I can't tell if I'm thinking of a very good cosplayer. <laughs> okay. He was. Bishop was in Days of Future Past. Sorry. Pack at it again. <laughs> okay. Omar Sy was Bishop in Days of Future Past. But I don't think he had a large role. Anyway. Not uh, not good enough. Um, okay. So right now we have Beast and Rogue. Okay, Beast, Rogue. I'd like to nominate either Mystique or Magneto. You know, I really, think. Um, but I'm kind of feeling Magneto on this I'm one. feeling Magneto as well. I'm not going to lie. I'm feeling Magneto. I would say Magneto 3, Rogue 2, Beast 1. Magneto 3, Rogue, Rogue 2, two Beast, Beast 1. 1. Okay. that's. I mean, that's for now. And like... I think that with the new format of the podcast, bringing it up immediately, yeah. it is harder for me to be definitive about these lists, but I think that's it for now. Yeah. Until someone comes and fights us. And that's I'm fine. happy to be fought on this one. Exactly. So the sexiest podcasts, top three sexiest X-Men are, in third place, we have Rogue. No, no. I thought it was Magneto. I'm putting Magneto oh, too. Oh my goodness. I'm okay, putting Magneto too. Let's do it. Third place Rogue, second place Magneto, first place Beast. Done. I love it. Done like dinner. Congratulations, Beast. You know what? Yeah, you could get it. it. I love it. You could get it. Yeah. Least human, first place. (laughs) Least human, first place. That's our motto. Yep. If there are some members of the X-Men team that you think are particularly sexy that we should have talked about, uh, hit us up on Twitter at SexiestPod or send us um, a strongly worded email at uh, SexiestPod at gmail.com. You can reach me on Twitter at McGillivery514. Kim is on Twitter at Death. We would love to hear from you, so send us your sexy X-Men. Send us categories that you want to have added to the... Sex, big, big sexy list. Big sexy list. Or big list of sexy topics. Big list of sexy topics. Blast. Blast. Put you, we'll put you on blast. Yeah. It sounds like I have a British accent. We'll put you on blast. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> All right. Well, bye everyone. Thanks guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs>